0: I'm going to use these clips though, however. (laughs) (laughs) So, welcome to the show, you savage pandas. If you're tuning in for the first time, welcome to the show that features education, shenanigans, sometimes inappropriate jokes and induendos, and a little bit more education. um, And of course, yours truly with my comedy. I hope you're listening and watching on our YouTube channel where you can see all kinds of gifs and ridiculous things inside jokes, inside jokes all the way. So if you are listening in on Apple, Spotify, uh, anything else like that, give us a five-star rating. Make sure you like and share, download, all that good stuff. And we thank you for all of your support. Like I said, hop onto our website, WW No, I'm just kidding, Panda Strong. Panda Strong. Okay. And check us, <laughs> check that out. Hey, I Googled. I've seen the misspellings. Okay. So check that out and check out a Panda Club. You sign up with us, there's deals and offers and all kinds of great things. Make sure you follow us on that Instagram and our YouTube content of fitness and dance challenges and everything in between on the YouTube at the Pentatron. All right, so today's guest, today's show, we have Desiree Des. When I first met her, I thought she does Bollywood dancing, but I wasn't far off, she does dance. Um, but anyways, she's a soul sister. She's a Pilates instructor. She's a bodybuilder, recently became a strong woman. I'm so glad we efficiently brought her to the dark side. She's one of our lead sponsored athletes, and she is going to talk to us today about how to prep for bodybuilding, fitness, and nutrition-wise, how to set the plan in motion, stick to the plan, and set realistic expectations. So anyway, thanks for being on the show today, Deb. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Oh my gosh! You guys don't even know she's so pretty, but she's also savage. You don't know. She has the the <laughs> savage makeup, so <Ooh>, scary. <laughs> Especially those shoulder boulders. I mean, don't make her mad. She's probably a wicked right hook. So, anyways, for all the folks listening who don't know how fabulous you are, uh, can you tell us about your recent competition history and stats? I know that you just won a strongman competition. Your first one. You're really good on that. So, anyways, talk to us, girl. Tell us a little bit more about you.
1: Yeah, um, so yeah, the recent, uh, yeah, strong women uh, endeavor I took uh, was a Rookie Rumble back in the end of February. And I actually placed second. I didn't actually place first on that one. Oh, okay,
0: uh, well, I spiritually felt the first place because you were
1: there close. <laughs> Well, yeah, because there was five events and four, of no, three of them, I was in first place. And then uh, the duck walk, when you have short arms and short legs, you know, you're definitely at a disadvantage for the 50 well, the foot walk that you have to take.
0: <laughs> and unfortunately, it.
1: It. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, other girls like all of them, being, I was the last one in that event. I was like, oh my God, like, could you please, Des, use these legs a little bit better? But I mean, whatever that's fine it's you know they had their advantages that's why you have different events so that way people can end up winning you know so it was such a great a great experience and event and um actually i plan on doing a grip strength competition
0: right after
1: after the regional show that i have in two weeks for my bodybuilding show it actually lands Mm -hmm. in regina the very next day i was just like why not if i'm there
0: (laughs) might as well do it so i have a theory I haven't really thought this through more than five seconds, so don't save this and use this to cancel me at some point, someday. Listen, my fear in duck walk is this. It's kind of like old man strength, okay? It's a saggy ball thing. If that weight, because <laughs> you would think, right? The logical science brain would think if you're holding it and you have short little arms and it's tight, it's kind of like the grip hook and, and balance, right, that's closer to your body. Listen, I have children, okay? It's much more efficient to use momentum and swing them. Like when they request heaving, I heave them onto the bed. I don't roll them, I huck I them, you know what I mean? So when that is beneath your legs and it's swinging around, you just kind of swing it forward. It's an old man, old ball strength. Hey, ball strength, we'll just go with that. There's something about it, hanging low.
1: I never put it in that perspective before, but I mean, you're damn right about that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just think it's weird. I mean, back in the day when I started training gym, I was 13 and there was barely any women in the gym, Never mind in the upstairs dungeon of weights, you know? Um, and mm-hmm. I remember seeing ridiculously huge dumbbells and thinking, one day, I want to lift that. That's all <laughs> I want in <from> my life. <laughs> and so I was like, well, I don't know what the hell I was doing. And there's no trainers. So I just watched the dudes, yeah. you know, and uh, <laughs> uh, the ones that hang on all the equipment, like they're monkeys um, and the ones that have the the big D energy and the ones that have the low hanging balls. Yeah. Different features, different benefits. <laughs> <laughs> right. You know, you're so for friends.
1: You can learn. You can learn from all ages.
0: Yes, you can. You can. So <laughs> some old man called you. they talking about men men like that. You man hater. You feminist. I'm a womanist. I'm a womanist. I don't Hell know what yeah. that means, but I'm a womanist, bitch. Right. Maybe I need to also put that on one shirt. <laughs> Add it in there, fine print. I'm a womanist, bitch. You know what, guys? Just so you know, if you're wondering why our stuff isn't on Facebook. On Instagram is because they wouldn't let me because our our clothing was marked as explicit and new because of all the bitch and swear words um, uh, on our products. I appealed to the gods of Facebook and we're now approved. So, oh, uh. that's this far So there's more danger coming. There's more <laughs> coming. I'm like, well, you can't stop now. You should have thought about that reapproval. I'm just saying, your that's fault. Right. Your fault. I can just see all the trolling haters called me a bitch and like, I'm just going to like report her bad. <laughs> Anything, <laughs> that's probably what happened, you guys. Um, so anyways, if you also haven't heard, we're looking for, uh, we've been interviewing people to join on as co-hosts. We're looking for one to two folks to co-host the show with us. And if you're looking for sponsorship or to join our team, check our website. But anyways, back to discussions, Diz. So what we we'll talk about first is what to do, what to do, what to not to do. I feel like I need a scholarship statue right now and a pen <laughs> with a feather on it, <laughs> it i don't know something scholarly um so what to do to prepare so when, in terms of like you know training methodology when you're training um you're starting you know maybe as an amateur or you just want to level up right in some kind of strength for whether it's bodybuilding powerlifting strong men um, we don't talk about running here okay it's inappropriate we're not doing it um <laughs> what 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 is your approach on that <laughs> <laughs> why are you running Someone yeah can- so i
1: guess it, it uh, <laughs> <laughs> um i would my guess is or not my guess um i guess in the bodybuilding world like you know if you're looking to compete in that respect you know you know taking yourself out of a, a subjective place and seeing where you lay in i guess in divisions right so you know deciding you know what divisions do you want to go into and what your body shape's going to fit based on that or the aesthetic that you're looking for um for me personally I never wanted to change my body to fit something I wanted to be already in a category so I didn't have to feel like I needed to be overly obsessed about a certain body part so I already have the shape and development of a place that would be easier for me to then just kind of spruce up certain spots so when um looking at the divisions like I started at in figure and I felt good in that because I loved the way that my upper body had built up over time and I always know that um with our world of always sitting down all the time, I always wanted to Mm -hmm. develop better legs and stronger legs and glutes. And then when this wellness category came into the IFBB world, I was like, well, I'm not that far away from what the shape of that looks like. So I was like, I wanted to kind of change my, my training based on that. So when you're looking for, you know, your choices of, um, strength endeavors or your sport, you know, take yourself and, and decide, you know, what is your goal within that sport? If you're wanting to, um, improve your hamstring strength or if it's that your squats is something that you're really wanting to look for you know trying to wrap it in and give yourself a goal-oriented thing like that and if Mm -hmm. maybe it's something that you don't know um, or you're really lost in everything and you just need a second um Mm -hmm. eye you know asking somebody like if within the same sport or the same endeavor um whether it be a coach or a friend um and you know in just taking little bits of information and then, you know, not letting them just decide for you, but, you know, based on, again, your lifestyle, are, are you able to commit yourself to going to the gym a couple times a week? Or, you know, if it's, it has to be more sporadic because you have kids, you know, you know, or how many years are you wanting to do or get yourself into a competition of some sort? Mm-hmm. So you really got to really take all those things into consideration.
0: And the cost, like the cost for competing in sport and going to competitions and yeah, putting together a budget and yeah, being realistic about all those things. I think it's really important that you highlighted it understanding your, your genetics and your body type and what you'd be the most suited for and play, you know, towards the strengths, right? Like I'm six foot as a dancer. I'm, I'm just like a shy, like I'm five nine technically, but I'm like just a smidge. Um, and so like when I wear heels, I'm like six two, like at least. So uh, male dancers, you know, you a dancer, they're usually short. Um, so I was constantly getting injured as a dancer because I had to crunch down, right? And I couldn't, you know, properly extend everything. It was really just hurting my back all the time, my hips, my knees. So I was like, okay, hey, I'm going to play the male role and I'm going to do male things and boom, injury's mm-hmm. gone. And because I have freakish strength for a girl, it, you know, made me, and I have the movement flow, right, as a woman, um, it made me a really good lead, you know? Um, and then strong men, it really plays into cardio more than powerlifting, right? So yeah. that's my strength from being a dancer. So it's like, um, yeah. Once again, you know, no shame, just play into your strength and train around that. Um, and then also, if you didn't have body this morning, uh, before uh, bodybuilding, <laughs> I feel like if you approach that sport the wrong way, you will develop that. And it's unfortunate. Oh, yeah. And I know so many competitors who've we had talks and I'm like, you know, I'm not telling you what to do, but I feel like for your mental health, you need to retire because pick oh. or a different physique category, because like at some point, you know, there's hormones, women's bodies, right? We have all these things going on inside um and so it can become become complex and when it starts to steal the joy of your life or take away time from like important memories with friends family and things that also should be included within your big vision goals dreams i'm not saying you have to sacrifice you shouldn't sacrifice time i'm just saying it shouldn't be all of your time so it becomes a point where your you think it's your permanent avatar meaning you're you've attached your identity to it which can be toxic um and uh like it's a do or die thing it's the only thing that matters i don't know just it can be dangerous territory because you don't know what's going to happen i think it's being being you know set yourself up in my opinion you know for a timeline bodybuilding thing is what, realistically what can you achieve in the next year two years three is kind of pushing it but to me that's like because it depends on your body type like I said how much time you have to train if you've got extra weight you know it may take you if you're not doing boot camp i think two three years it just depends like i personally don't full-on believe is going too hard all the time you know like we talked about earlier about um injuries and stuff like that so just from that standpoint it's just like do it properly take your time but i mean we all want that instant gratification so you could sign up for things that are in relation to like in my opinion like you could sign up for like a little 5k walker run so you get that little trophy and that little kind of encouragement but yeah don't it, it's like you don't need to try to be superstar and uh <laughs> like heady hall tomorrow but that's yeah. just my you know? And it,
1: Yeah. And it's one of those sports that like, when I, like, it was a bucket list of mine, like back in when I was young twenties, I was like, I want to do that one day, but I knew mentally, like, if I tried that, I knew that I would probably have a bad relationship with food. I would be so obsessed about my yeah. body and just like, yeah. and I would say rebound, but like, you know, you have to yeah. reverse diet yeah. out of it, diet back into it. So yeah. if you aren't yeah. mentally ready for that, you're going to feel like it's going to mess you up. And then you're going to think of bodybuilding as something that is so bad for you and you'll have such a bad experience. So it's one of those things you need to be mentally prepared. You need to mm. have a good relationship with food, with your body. Um, otherwise it can definitely spiral. And I mean, you hear it from a lot of people and they say yeah. how it's messed up their lives and it can, but it can also be a really great, um, mo- I'm not say motivation, but, um, a way to inspire yourself to push your willpower differently right so for yes. me every time I do a prep I'm like wow I didn't have to eat a bunch of sugar-free jello to get through <laughs> to feel like oh, I could still eat some food. <laughs>
0: the nasty things I still sometimes do with like built-in bad habits that I just they involuntarily pop up and I'll do some, something stupid like I'll make something stupid and I'm like this is disgusting like why did I even do this? Yeah. <laughs> it's, I guess, I get too excited. I get too into bodybuilding and games, and I'm like, why the hell did I make that? That was dumb, that was unnecessary suffering. I have just put up myself, you know. But also, are you still there? Mm-hmm. Exactly, your face, get yep. okay. I- back. Okay, oh, guys, I couldn't see for that. I was like, oh, Jesus, there's a storm outside. Um, but what was I gonna say? Um, food, 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 um. The thing is too, is like, so for me, like I had really bad health problems for many years because of going too extreme with the bodybuilding. I like gave myself food poisoning because I ate stuff like too close to raw. Are you still mad? Are you frozen in space? I'm still here. Yes. Ah. I had <laughs> <laughs> the extra stick from Rogers. Um, uh, but yeah, you know, my opinion on it is like, you know, yeah, it is the fallout of it is a very intense thing. And um, it is sort of disordered eating if you do it the wrong way. So yeah, you have to be super careful for it because you don't want to yo-yo too much in your weight, like pre-post competition season, right? Mm-hmm. For bodybuilding and others, more in general, you don't want to be too extreme. Like it's hard on your body. Like for me now, because I've cut out like uh, primarily like all forms of sugar other than complex carbohydrates. If I have like I had a piece of care kick and my whole face broke out, like itchy, like you know, like I get extreme reactions to sugar um, now. So I'm not diabetic or anything. I don't have any high cholesterol, but it's just like, I went hardcore into carnivore, carnivore and before doing that, I was hardcore um, into paleo and vegan. And it was like, yeah, hey, I'll just eat plain cardboard tasting crackers that say 0% everything. <laughs> 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 so like, well, iron, it's fine. Yeah. Um, I did a whole, I did more than once in my life I did a whole year of pure just eating, nothing but protein steaks and protein bars. done then I watched, oh, you know, when I did my teeth. says, so about like three, I would say three, four times in my lap. I've had to have like, I just, yeah, approach it the wrong way. So that's my only thing is like, okay, hey, you got kids now, stop doing that shit to yourself. There you go. <laughs> and once like people send me messages, I'm like, oh my God, I'm in China. I just how I make it live. It's like, that's the is. I'm like, <laughs> leave me alone. You don't, don't, <laughs> don't know me. don't no. And then I tell them about my program. And they're like, oh, it sounds pretty good. I guess you don't need to. I'm like, yeah, that's why like, you shouldn't DM random people. It's inappropriate. Don't do it. <laughs> Not the best way to solicit clients. Hey, by the way, hey, I think you're a little fat and weak. I could help you with that, bro. $500 a month. Let me know. I know. <laughs> don't do it. Don't <laughs> sign up with those trainers. They're probably not very good. <laughs>
1: no,
0: no, I don't, don't think do so. <laughs> I pull you into like 50 push push-ups till you bar, you know? Yeah. Um, so yes, I, I concur. And it's like what you're saying. Once you start learning about Pilates and yoga, it less is more. You also realize, like you said in some of your notes, they're like sucking in those little muscles. And it's, Pilates girls may not look like they're doing anything, like a sit-up plus, you know, some yoga poses. It's work, man. That reformer will whoop your ass. You don't know. Oh yeah. You know. It's, I'm pretty sure it, like, every a pro time. Pilates could be a pro gymnast. I'm just saying. Pretty, pretty close.
1: It's it's amazing because every time I'm in a clashing pool and you know they're in it and I'm like, it's not gonna look like you're doing anything crazy. Like someone's gonna walk across the hallway in our studio, they're gonna see you in there and it looks like you're doing nothing. They're gonna think like you're taking breaks, but you're yeah, dying you're inside. Like it's freaking. so humbling. <laughs> Yeah, it's so humbling. It's like, wow, like it's amazing the the the, pro- the thought that we have to look like we're like dying inside.
0: <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so but okay. you don't have
1: to look like you're dying. It's like you can look. I mean, it's kind of like a dancer, right? You're a dancer. You're performing. Yeah. You're not. You're not meant to look like you're dying and tired inside. But your feet are dying and like you're you're breathing yeah, so yeah, heavily. But, but you're not meant to show that, right? It's kind of like yeah. Pilates too, where you have everything in control. You're centered. Your breathing's there. And yeah. then by the time you're finishing executing the exercise, you're like, oh my God, I'm gassed.
0: Like, I can't believe how much effort <laughs> that took. But if you want to say that too, it's like, that's why I don't post a lot of content because I'm really focused and, you know, playing with the camera, takes more time of my workout and I don't have a lot of time in the first place. And it's difficult for me to get like the best angles. Um, and yeah, I just like, you know, I post content, but definitely for me, my focus at the end of the day is just getting my workout in and, uh, like I could do some crazy shit, but like, I know it's not effective for people, right? And I know it could be dangerous. So it's like, yeah, don't, don't necessarily use those people as your trainers or your influencers. And also, yeah, you don't need to look like that for your story to be epic and a huge makeover, right? Like, you don't have to have a progress trick every week or three weeks. That, like, uh, you know? You know like people have left boot camps and quit, even though they were having huge health improvements and benefits because they're like, well, I don't really look like that different. My clothes don't really fit that small. I'm like, yeah, but has your lung capacity increased? right like have you do a better balance can you get up off the chair a lot better you know do your hips hurt less like you know having kids decimates your bodies in a lot of ways right and Mm -hmm. a lot of ways so you know a lot of the rehab that I've been doing the past 18 months is not going to show up on the scale you know but it's going to show up in a million other ways like I was afraid to fall because I really struggled to get up like when I had my son I was rolling out of the bed right because I was just like yeah, and then getting new, you know, center of gravity change when you're losing weight too, right? And when you're training, if you're in training and you're making your muscles strong and not the other ones, you're not, you know, fixing those key core issues, then you're still going to have underlying balance issues, right? It's like that one foot stand test. You, know, have you ever seen that? You stand one foot, put your leg up? That kind of thing, you know, you're oh, yes. just like, play. so, you know, people see ballet, like, oh, you're just playing, you're just, you're just bending down, you're doing nothing. But when you have the perfect form and posture, oh, Lord, Lord you know, so yes, yes I concur. So. Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> <Dine>. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. Make a shirt out of that somehow. Anyways, <laughs> you're
1: <were> saying, <laughs> I was gonna say, yeah, the internal health part yeah. of it all, like, it's just like, when someone tells me that, you know, they're trying to lose weight, and they say polite is a good thing, I'm like, you might see that as a great side effect of what you're going to feel outside of that losing mm-hmm. weight part, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's about making sure that you feel longer and taller, and you feel like the the effort in your day feels like there is less effort to be applied right like going up a set of stairs for some people it's like their knees hurt they have to hold on to the rails they have to do all these things but when you work on Pilates based movements and apply those principles yeah. to your everyday life then you realize the effortless effort that happens in your day that you took for granted all these years until you took Pilates and it's like wow I can't believe that this not only helps with mm-hmm. like cross training of different sports but it's just applies mm-hmm. so much more for your daily life that it just yeah yeah it's so so amazing I love it
0: I'm I'm so surprised that more people don't get involved like especially men for sports for cross training like plyometric is dance so and same with like Pilates. it's like you said those are the two main things and yoga for obviously flexibility and rest control and posture also but I'm saying in general those are the three and when you're dancing with a partner you have to be able to control your own frame and their frame and so it gives you so much self-awareness and balance and just knowing when to engage, uh, strength, um, and be calm. Like, I don't just, it, 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 yeah, it, it, the self-awareness thing is such a huge piece. So I feel like that alone is something people should add to their training. And, um, yeah, like you don't have to have a nosebleed to be successful. It's like, what is with this trend? Like everyone deadlifting and their blood squirting out of their nose. Like, I, I, should I call nine one one? Because previously, <laughs> that's something that was bad that you should call nine one one over. And people are like, ah, got my first nosebleed. I'm like, calm down, you know.
1: It should but be a like, gravitation to look for that. You're like, why? Why do you want to have the nosebleed?
0: <laughs> nosebleeds hurt. Like, I don't understand. I've never had yeah. a nosebleed. Not kid do to myself no. on purpose you know yeah. like i've seen pneumonia salts down there and i know the science is kind of like it could hurt you in the long run it could yes it could because when in nature where people walking up to ginormous mouths of salt and ammonia and smelling them all the time like if you would do like insane amounts of pneumonia like wait to your next competition and pr on that the next time like like i've had girls have me be like oh yeah behind the during the cop just went behind a garbage can and yucked a bunch of times and went back. And I'm like, that means your body was, you're seeing system with Bailey. Like, you're in such an extreme state where you need to hydrate and nap. And I'm like, how has no one died yet? Like, honestly, like, <laughs> I feel like we're getting a little, like, you ever seen like injuries in powerlifting where people's legs just give out and break? I'm like, oh, God. Oh, oh, I need to step away. I can't <laughs> it. So
1: it is nasty. Oh, man.
0: Ugh, you know, the answer to me is like, well, you know as a dancer there's so much etiquette like you as a dancer you feel bad sweating if your face is sweating when you're dancing with other people like i'm sorry blah, blah, blah. meanwhile you've been dancing three hours cardio of course you're sweating you know so yeah. it's just yeah i don't know it's just, just i'm glad it came from that previous mindset um <laughs> a, me too <laughs> yeah you know um so I know you also mentioned too, and, you know, it's like something that you wanted to focus on was, uh, you know, taking your personal health seriously. And I think that's my way of saying that my own way is like, you know, don't damage yourself too much in the process because you never know if you may want to go into another career or do something else. And if you pummeled your body into oblivion, pursuing health and fitness, how is that health and fitness? You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. It's yeah. It's a very counterintuitive thing if you're going to like crash it all the time. And yet I'm a Pilates instructor trying to influence people to, move for a living and here i am torturing myself that doesn't make sense to show that off to the world or tell them that (laughs) that's okay to do that because i'm the instructor and you know oh it's
0: totally fine nothing yeah yeah okay
1: i'm
0: about it's ridiculous and and this one what's that no go ahead it was glitchy it's okay go ahead it's back we're good oh oh,
1: okay (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um I was saying that uh like the, the stage will always be there. Like it's, it's something that, you know, yeah. when you don't have to rush your process to get on stage, especially if it's a bucket list, right? Someone like there's master's category. So it's like someone that's like, I don't know, if you're in your mid thirties or forties, you feel like you missed your market. It's like, no, there's, there's a master's category for a reason that you can, you can pursue whatever sport it is and don't feel like you have to rush yeah. yourself. Like you can, you could do it all your life if you wanted to, like there's people in there. I've seen people on stage in their fifties and sixties. And I find it so admirable that, you are confident to get on stage in a very small amount of material and bring out what you have at this age. I think that's so admiring, and you didn't kill yourself to be there. Yeah. Or at least I hope they didn't, anyway. But yeah, it's, it's one of those things. Yeah, you just have to make sure that you know, based on your your health goals, your personal goals. You know, if it's the right time for you, great. But you know, you know, things like COVID. You know, there's a lot of people that you know took a backseat for a while because you didn't know when shows were going to show up or things like that. So it's it's always going to yeah. be there.
0: Yeah, I mean, for me, like, I'm not judging anyone. and I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm saying for me, like, I love, I love all the things I do for a living. I love, you know, I've always going to be a lifelong learner. I love to take courses and, and educate myself in different categories. And I love doing old school mommy things like baking with my kids. We're starting a garden this year and that's a time commitment. And Um, You know, building my kids strongman equipment, like that's a time commitment Um, and having the time to take them to parks and go to the circus and do all these different things. And, you know, I couldn't do that um, if I was going balls to the wall. So I'm totally okay with um, being slower to get to those points. Like it's not, it's what I'm capable of that, but I don't like you kids are only that age once, you know, there's memories and things that you can't turn back into time. You can't do over. And that's really what's important to me um and just like yeah you know um I don't know there's more to life than superficial things you know awards trophies and looks I mean I want them and they're all great to have and I love being accomplishing things and being successful but yeah at the end of the day just having people around me that I love and having time with them especially after a two-year lockdown and not being able to see people right like that that matters and that's okay I'm saying some people are transitioning out of the sport or into different sports or they're not going as serious with them. And that's okay. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. This this mega hardcore influence of all the time on Instagram that you have to be the next big thing and the next thing. and the Ellen show and whatever else, right? You know?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It should be. Let
1: let, let go of that. Let yeah. take that pressure off. You know what I mean? Yeah, because then otherwise it's not going to be fun or that you feel like when you are missing out, then you get mad at yourself or that you... I don't know. Then you you have a crappy workout because you're thinking about it the whole time, right? So it's it, yeah. it, it just affects you in so many different ways that it doesn't need to. You're creating chaos where there doesn't yeah. need to be.
0: Yeah, like if you're training your best and you're doing what's within your realistic goals, then great. If it's meant to happen, it will happen, right? But it's like um, I'm not saying not to manifest it or go hard for it. I'm just saying it's like yeah, don't 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 give yourself any noses and you know. <laughs> <laughs> like my friend uh I she sold her some of my barbell equipment she started wa- lifting weights and she sent me a text and she's like and she's like probably I don't know 130 pounds she's like I, I got my first hundred pound ellis and I was so proud of her because I'm like way heavier than her and I remember when I got my first hundred pounds and I was like dude that's so fucking amazing because I started at like 50 when I first started deadlifting. and I was like you know that's a big deal um and so I was super proud of her and I was like I hope you keep pursuing it don't go crazy um and if you want to do a competition let me know I'll coach you and train you get you all ready you know but um she didn't think she could do it i've been trying to get her to you for years so i'm like you're doing it and you got your first hundred pounds i'm proud of you so you know like i said time doesn't matter because no. competitions can happen anytime oh by the way folks once again check out we have facebook groups one's called team Panda strong and has dance fitness challenges it also has um recipes from yours truly um and workout videos from early athletes like this um, strong women of canada specifically focused on lifting um, so that's two different groups you can join and uh, be a part of our community. And if you want to drop low, like a hog, I'm just kidding. Um nah, a little bit kidding, you know? That's why you got a wifey to keep that whole part of you in control. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> ah, so, just <laughs> um, we've got two Spotify playlists and uh, Train Panda Strong Cardio because that inner white EDM girl is still in deep inside my soul. Um, and then also Train Panda Strong and that's for um, the hood rats and all the people who like them, games the tunes and uh, the hard rap and the hard tunes, hip hop, the old school R&B, it's all up in there. Check it out, follow it straight to it. Um, Des, what do you like to listen to when you work out?
1: Oh, uh, let's see here. I love, Don't say I love to- No, hell no, hell no. <laughs> you know, I'm just kidding. Oh, I couldn't even, no, I, I guess it depends. I, like, <laughs> if it's like if it's a glute, I, I throw on some uh, hip hop and kind of very Usually music I never listen to, like just like that basic like, basic bitch kind of hip hop, like whatever, things that make you want to bounce, <laughs> make things that want to make you bounce, bounce your booty kind of thing.
0: And Another then, thing that's gonna go on our shirt: not your average basic bitch. That's no okay. mediocre. <laughs> the ti on there. I don't want no mediocre. Yeah, and then it's younger, t- better, yeah. faster. I might get sued by Kanye. He's crazy. I shouldn't do that. All right, continue. <laughs> Ideas. <laughs> uh, I love rock. Like, I will listen
1: to rock, sometimes metal. Um, System of a Down, always. Like, <gasps> if I don't know what else to put on, like, System of a Down is always blaring right. if I can get it on there.
0: Listen, your next time in competition, your entrance song, you see the song that's like, then, 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 Oh, yeah, yeah, then, yeah. I can't remember it yeah I know
1: I know I can I can yeah, sing all the tunes to it it's like
0: what the heck's the name of yeah, it yeah what's the name of it <laughs> oh, I don't know it's very cat-like but I like yeah. that it's good I like so I like some rock and roll um I like the old school ones that strippers tend to use <laughs> oh yeah
1: I maybe <laughs> because a little more dancey i don't know yeah <laughs> and then i, I love to throw on like
0: 90s oh yeah, yeah. That's a good one there good for burlesque as well and <laughs> what are you saying sorry i got, got me i gotta do i gotta dance after this episode this is how it's gonna be you Continue
1: go. <laughs> i was just saying uh 90s hip-hop is always a go-to like i yeah it's just love that stuff love 90s hip-hop um <laughs> and then oddly enough I do like listening to podcasts too while I work out like it won't be on my leg days if I'm going to listen to a podcast it's usually going to be my upper body days that I'll do yeah that.
0: don't don't be doing deadlifts listening to podcasts it's oh, not a good it's it, so it, technical.
1: It, yeah I've tried it one time trying to do a, a squat while podcasting I was like no there's nothing there's no drive like you have no spunk and motivation yeah. to push that guy up so it's like no it's got to no. be on a on an upper body day like maybe bicep triceps kind
0: of day yeah yeah exactly exactly a mental focus because it's so easy to hurt like there's so because I, I train super late at night by myself it's really easy I have a, literally a couch beside my squat rack I just lie down sleep. so quiet in my basement which is a mom is amazing because I hear nothing so peaceful um so anyway <laughs> the temptation is real you know um but yeah definitely music but for me um i get distracted easily so like i had for example, why well, my my son to my rack which I had been there for over a year and I, I got i was thinking about something in my head and i accidentally got stuck like the bar stuck on it and i like fell i gave myself a bruise in my back i was like oh and i was like oh now so i was like okay i can't do that anymore The i like no. 280 this time of night my brain's like doing dumb things like why did you just put a shoe in the microwave i don't know um <laughs> <laughs> so it's like it's mom um, right <laughs> it's right Yes, um you got to develop like rituals you know like things that you do that be aware of your habits like throughout the day like things that you do when you're tired or you're distracted like don't force caffeine down your like nap and um yeah like just be mindful of like social media how can like pump you up but also make you sad and distract you feel like crap and all that kind of stuff like just yeah I don't know somehow you gotta learn how to what makes you get in the zone stay in the zone Mm -hmm. like for me a walk beforehand or cleaning kind of clears the clutter for me mentally and I'm like all right Let's go down and do this. And I have a rule. It's like, once I go downstairs, I'll come back up. So if I have to pee, well, that's my Kegel exercise for the day, especially when I'm deadlifting. There's times I was very concerned. I was like, I do not want to have to clean this up after. No. It worked, though. It worked. And also, I was like, okay, hey, I know I'm going to have to pee in approximately two hours with these heavy squats, so I got to be quick. I got to be efficient. No long breaks in between sets. Right? Uh... I can't,
1: and it blows my mind too. Sometimes you see people at the gym and they're, all, and like, I use my phone for the notepad so I can write down every weight I'm doing, how many sets I did, if it was a crappy set, you know, I'll, you know, I'll say like, you know, I didn't go down all the way or my desk was really crap. I'll try better next week kind of thing. So I'll type those things in, but you can see other people like swiping and like, just like looking in and talking to on their cell phones or, you know, texting somebody. I'm uh. like, how do you stay in the zone when you do that? Like, I don't understand. Yeah. Are you just kind of like fluffing around? And you see that obviously, but you know, like, like if I'm going to go to the gym, I want intention. I want purpose. I want to be in and out (laughs) knowing that I kicked ass and I can go about the rest of my day.
0: I'm such a savage though. Like if you slide into my DMs, you should be either trying to do a business deal or be my homie. (laughs) <laughs> um, or tell me someone that I know is dead that's literally the only reason why or if you see or you need advice and it's quick and simple but um or a high five you're like I just did this you're like okay cool good job um but <laughs> like yeah. when guys send my dm I'm such an asshole like and it's not because thank you I'm just honestly like are you messaging me because you know I have I'm a social media influencer are you messaging me because you're gonna about to drop some inappropriate um eggplant on me like what's happening you know <laughs> I'm working out what how can I help you sir Great. what can I do for you today I don't know when they're always trying to be polite and kind of cut around the chase so they and I'm like listen 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 you think I'm cute don't you I don't blame you I know I'm sassy assy classy tra- Ma- okay the trash is going out the door I'm I'm, I'm mature next time I love you but anyways they, they try to hit you up and I'm like what would you like my friend and then they're like um, well um uh I like Instagram recommended you and I can see I live in your city and I just think you're cool I'm like cool and then eventually it gets to like I'd like to take in a day I'm like ah oh, so taken and they send me pop, sending shirtless pictures, especially if you're a guy that work out. By the way, most male chest are like women's breast There's only so much variation. So if you work out and the woman is amazing and talented, she's or oh, whatever, whoever you're trying to DM, if they're amazing, they probably like that's part of the percentage of why they like you. Don't yes. add that. Like my point <laughs> is, is like, <laughs> don't be a gym weirdo. Like on the phone or tell other girls, just focus. I mean, it's hard for me. I mean, there's some men that come in. I'm like, oh lord who who's So what's going on right now because <laughs> i work out of my basement by myself but i read like a lot of fitness articles and blogs and things like that That, because that actually helps me stay in that part of my brain when i'm training. um and then yeah i make sure my like i like that organized basement cleaning up my equipment before and after actually makes a huge difference like laying out my workout stuff the night before and the day before because i have no excuses you know it's all yeah. the little weird things that you do um yeah. So going back into like how you train and prepare for bodybuilding, fitness and nutrition, at um, Let's start with bodybuilding. Sure. How do you prepare? Let's go there. Yeah.
1: So with bodybuilding, I usually have a goal in mind for a show. So I have a coach that um, gives me my nutrition, my workouts and all that. And I've got all the, the education in the world to do that on my own. But what makes that so much better is that again, it's a subjective sport. So for me to watch myself week after week changing, not knowing if I'm ready or not, or that you just, your, your mm-hmm. vision changes so much. So you need that set yeah. of eyes to get you there. Um, there are people that have self-coached themselves and they do great, but I don't want to put that pressure on myself and then create more stress around that. So I have him to do my, my nutrition and stuff. Um, and usually we, we, we set up a goal. So if, you know, if I have a weak part or a muscle that needs to increase in size. So for me, it was my hamstrings and glutes that are more are the parts that I needed to grow this more, this, um, uh, this season. So we really highlighted and focused on that. Uh, my upper body is exactly where it needs to be. So we just kept things on maintaining. So we just kept things with just regular sets and reps. And you know, if we can, you know, jump up the, the weights every once in a while, great. Um, but overall we are, I train six times a week which I love every day that I go into it. I make sure that it's enjoyable for myself. If there's ever a day that I go into workout work out and it's not enjoyable, I, I check it with myself. Why, why, why isn't it that enjoyable that day? Or was it something outside of my workouts that were maybe in my head that made that workout not as fun or enjoyable? And then I go back to making sure that, you know, I, I set myself up better for success the next time. So that way I don't feel like I had a crappy workout the next time. Cause every workout mm-hmm. is your next step to, you know, looking better on stage or for your sport
0: sports. Yeah. Even if it's a 10 minutes or 20 minutes, like there's times where I'm so exhausted. Like when my kids have been sick and I just go down and do like my block therapy in my back um, and just do those deep tissue stretches. And I'll spend like 45 minutes doing that. And I'm, you know, it's 11 o'clock and I'm like, I'm like, if I lift right now, I'm probably gonna hurt myself. Cause I'm just like, you know, if the caffeine hasn't kicked in at that point and pre-workout, it's not going to, mm-hmm. uh, but I've tried to bullshit with pneumonia. So like I said, instead it's just not an effective work, I usually hurt myself because I'm not being as technical with my form, like especially on dead. But uh, like I said, heavy weightlifting is like, a lot of times about bodybuilding is like, it's, I find it does weight get more because it's not sucking too much life out of your CNS, like, you know, heavy lifts are. Um, so I feel it is a little bit more flexible. Like I definitely can train for hours in bodybuilding, do a little more than I can, obviously, you know, hitting this mm-hmm. three main. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, if certain muscles are tired, like if you're super tired, you can sit down on the machines, right? There's things that you can do with your bench and some dumbbells. So yeah, just adapt and go with the flow, just do something, get something done, you know, you'll feel better about yourself. And I mean, to me, self-esteem is really just keeping promises to yourself and just commitment, have enough self-love and self-respect to at least do something. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. I think that's
1: really, really critical, especially, you know, for exercise being a really helpful endorphin releasing uh, thing, whether it be bodybuilding or powerlifting or yoga, right? You know, if you're going in there and you enjoy it, you know, yeah. you got to make sure that, you know, wh- what you're doing and in- providing for yourself feels good. So mm-hmm. that way you come out of it, making sure that you know that you're going to enjoy the next time you do it.
0: I think like avoiding things in general is bad, like in the sense of like life is hard, choose your heart, right? So I'm sure you've heard that before. Um, so it's like being out of shape is hard, you know, mm-hmm. working out is hard. Um, being single and trying to look for someone um, all the time is an exhausting form of use of your energy. Um, and, you know, serious relationship takes work, too. So at the end of the day, life is work, life is commitment, you get what you put in. So it's the way I look at it is if you put it in, what's what's the long term investment? What are you going to get? Right? So that's the risk to reward thing. So it's like, guaranteed, if you're exercising, you're going to have a reward, it may not superficially on the outside, look instantly, but there it is doing something. Um, and same with investing, right? If you're investing $5 to $10, uh until you get better right and then you don't lose as much well you're still investing you're still utilizing the skill you're doing something healthy like you know when I first started saving saving, saving for my kids I don't even know what the number is now but I mean if you would have told me what it is now I would be like you're crazy what a compound interest right so mm-hmm. you know when you adapt and you change as you go because sometimes life changes That's ups and downs um but yeah mm-hmm. if you never start you never finish anything you never learn anything you don't live life so I mean, really, fitness journey is about self-discovery, self-awareness, self-love, self-respect, self-commitment. It's not about, mm-hmm. um, yeah, a number on the scale. So, like, yeah. whatever. And I also mean number on the scale in terms of, like, competing and, and getting PRs and always being the top, the top, the top. I mean, I respect anyone who's competing in all of Strongman and Powerlifting because it's so much work to get to that minimum level of strength in the first place. Yeah. Like, going back to the 100-pound deadlift. That may not sound like a lot, but it's, it's significant. Ask a mom who just had a kid how much their 10-pound baby weighs. Feels like yeah. 30 40 pounds because it's dead weight right they're not holding up their neck they are holding, they're holding them all day yeah
1: that's 30 weight. pounds
0: it's real heavy it's just like it's in, you can relate that to doing high reps or lots of deep like you know um stretches or that kind of thing right mm-hmm. exactly
1: so, yeah i i find myself always saying to my clients you know do what you can with what you got because sometimes they're they're coming in and 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 sometimes i can be intimidating in the sense of again the aesthetic look of what i am because you know, they expected like, oh god, am, you know they they expect a lot of me. Like I'm not gonna be able to do what she can because she's got those shoulders like crazy, right?
0: By the but- way, it's your traps. It's your traps, especially right now, the way you're sitting, yeah. it looks like you look like Jennifer Aniston when she was doing that revenge theme a uh, breakup movie or whatever she comes out of a shower and she walks by she's just, like wicked looking tan shoulders and back muscle I'm like that's not you that's a body double come on Jennifer <laughs> we all know you skinny whack girl okay zero percent alcohol that's not you but anyway you like her um <laughs> she, she wor- work out with that <laughs> yeah. well thank you <laughs> well, okay. you refer to as
1: Jennifer Aniston that's beautiful <laughs>
0: Yeah, I feel like a few of my friends are like, ah, oh, you should be a lad, You'd have so many girls. And I'm like, yeah, but then I would hit on them like how oh, I just did now. And that would be horrible. <laughs> my compliment. <laughs> like, I'm complimenting you anyway. right <laughs> oh, you might need to rest too a little bit when you work out. Like I understand the back things like I, I feel you on that like when I if I take a down video where I just look at like a tree with a swollen belly like I just look one month pregnant two months pregnant and I'm completely okay with it at this point <laughs> it is what it is <laughs> yeah that's right there you go let's go with the phone no, I'm like <laughs> you're saying sorry continue um <laughs>
1: uh- Yeah, no problem. Uh, Yeah. I was just saying to like, yeah, with my clients, like, you know, some days they come in and, you know, they got a really bunged up hip, but they, they really want to get into their, their eccentrics class and they know they feel good out of it. So it's like, you know, you never, you'd be surprised, you know, what you can do if you focus on elongating and just keeping yourself focused on, you know, what the task is at hand within the class. Cause you might find yourself coming out of it feeling way better than what you thought you were going to, or that, you know, if you came in and, you know, you got, I don't know, some texts and stuff from your children that something bad happened and or you know, some yeah. unfortunate news and so now your workout's gonna feel really crappy. So it's like, well, you know, do what you can to, you know, take your mental state out of the outside world and focus on your body for that next 50 minutes because you'll feel better of the rest of your day for it because your body is needed to help for those kids after they're done school. You you need your whatever significant other to making yeah. sure you're helping them out. So like if your body yeah. is not keeping you know in good form for what you needed to do for the day you're gonna probably feel like more crap if you didn't come because something had hurt you or something eventful had happened that yeah. you could still come but your mental state is maybe just not in the same spot but it can come back you can you can turn things around if you allow it to
0: those shoulders are ridiculous i bet you there's like any teenage boys that are watching this right now are like damn it and they're like i need to go i'm gonna go in the room and do a bunch of bicep curls you know, all night long <laughs> for hours on end. <laughs> um, oh yeah, back to being a mom. You know, uh, so I've been thinking a lot about this. You know, my opinion: most marriages fail, and relationships fail because you simply just let yourself go. I mean, the whole point of a relationship is to to one up each other together as a team, bring the best out of each other. You know, uh, for yourself, I mean, but for them, right? And I mean, that's what makes life exciting: is challenge and adventure and trying new things and exploring and and um succeeding and failing so it's like if you're stagnant and you let yourself go that's like the worst possible human condition right and and that's when sadness and depression sticks in so it's like you know so many people get stuck i would say like the mid 20s the early 30s range or like then you get the whole like you know seven-year itch or like you know leave deep, deep in the marriage late like 40s early 40s like oh shit what am I doing with my life? And I'm like, dude, just do some crazy shit. Get that bucket list going and wait till you're 70 and um, try things because that's what, to me, that's what makes human. I mean, that's what kids are. Kids don't question things. My kid picked him up from Skodadek and he climbed the fence and then he just jumped off of it into a snowbank. And my parents are like, your kid is daredevil. I'm like, I know. He gives me heart attacks all the time. I'm pretty sure every time he's five pounds, i month. not that for every time he did something crazy. And then we go, oh, you know, um, cortisol is releasing really everywhere. <laughs> cortisol at this point has become um, like uh, confetti in my body I can feel it releasing oh no oh no oh no oh, press the press, press the press. Um, that's not a over. I love overhead presses do you feel like so mighty and superhero when you do an overhead press and poly oh, yeah. you know like log press is my favorite thing in the whole world
1: oh it was so inspiring when I first tried doing that at the the, the local strong engine here when I tried to log press I was like that's pretty badass I
0: like this yeah, yeah. <laughs> log press is equally um, as hard I would say, as, like, Olympic lifting, um, when you, I can think of the name of the movement right now, but it's, like, you're squatting to the ground, the waist over your head, to me, it's very similar, because there's so many intricate, like, it makes a huge difference, it's almost like a front squat, like, that inch, and how, where it sits in your collarbone, and the angle of your triceps, like, yeah, it's, it's a make-or-break thing, it's very robotic, like, someone's lifting strong strongman, you have to do a million times before you're, like efficient at them even if you're strong enough to do it you know but yeah my log that I'm making I think this is just dry because of the, the weight the wood size it is and the, the like the wood type I'm thinking I haven't weighed it yet but I'm pretty sure once I put the handles in it's like a solid with the rope and everything I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a solid 120 pounds so I'm like really motivated because that doesn't sound like a lot but like it's actually easier I find to move a log when it's lighter in the middle and the weights outside so just getting that up and over your chest it's just it's so heavy. It's like looking at yeah. an atlas it's just boom, and you just feel it's in on you kind of pushing you and gravity down to the ground. Like, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm sinking. I'm sinking. <laughs> I'm getting shorter. Long <laughs> I kind of get shorter. I feel my when my family shrinking, I'm like, Lord Jesus, I know men go bald, women shrink, but have mercy on my soul, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> can't get shorter. I can't have that in my life. Um yeah, so back to, like, fitness, obviously, like I said, you teach Pilates and you're a dance instructor, so tell us about how you train for that, um, and and things that you do to make yourself successful as an instructor, and uh, your students, students. So yeah, so, so I find,
1: yeah, students, uh, I find that <laughs> the most important part is making sure that you're continuously learning yourself. I find that when people get really stagnant as an instructor, or that they you go through your certifications, you got through your exam, that's all the stressful part. And then you kind of stop and you don't do it for yourself anymore. And then you stop learning about how to cue people better in their classes. And then you become the person that, you know, they may not like to take your classes anymore because they're not, you're not giving them information that's helping them to understand how to move better. So making sure that you still have your own practice of whatever it is that you teach and being able to, find variations because your body is so different than someone else's right like for me i'm a person that's got short arms and short legs and a long torso where i know i have clients that have long legs long torso <laughs> short bodies so when they're that's on how workout, i am right so, so like, thing,
0: you know, it's hard because i got a sumo like i drop the weight of my feet all the time because i've got to get so wide to mm-hmm. get like a proper form yeah. and then I have such a long torso i understand girl. i understand i'm opposite i understand
1: <laughs> so yeah when i'm when i'm instructing someone they're, I'm trying to get them to get their, I don't know, say their abdominals to help fire up more, but they can't because their, their reform is not fitting their body. So you can, you have to know how to adjust it and you know how you need to know if they need more resistance or less resistance and hmm. all of those things really play a big part. And if you can't understand that, they're not going to want to come to your classes because you don't understand their bodies. You understand your body and everyone's body that looks like your body, but you need to understand how, based on them, even their health conditions if they got knee in- injuries things like that you need to understand all those parts to the missing pieces that they're needing help with so that way by the end of the class they feel like they've got the exercises that you wanted them to do and how they execute it properly and they can get out of it feeling like the next time they come in they feel more confident with the the class that you're going to teach next
0: i think that in my opinion like a generalistic degree in technology is a good start um, but you know, it's to me, it's just as bad as just having that or just having only one specialty, right? Mm-hmm. Like you have to have those different sciences that you can pull from. And a lot of that just simply comes with time. But as instructors, you can't give modifications and uh, you're just, like, oh, you're too hard. Like if the client is just not trying and they're not showing up and they're just like constantly just quitting on themselves, that's one thing. I mean, you can encourage people and motivate to an extent, but once again, people have to be their own heroes. But, um, you know, any any good instructor that's worth their weight um, can adapt to almost any situation. And if it's it's too difficult, then it's, once again, as simple as going and scaling back, right, getting those solid basics set up. Like, a lot of time when I found, the reason why I got my fitness training is because when I was constantly teaching dance, people's physical literacy fitness just wasn't there. And so I'm like, well, I can't approach them like a dancer who's been training and competing since they were a kid, Right. And some of them have a lot of talent, some, some of them don't, they just have a big heart and they just really love dancing. And I'm like, well, once again, those two different people, but, and some people are really physical, literally, this have really great physical literacy, but can't dance the day of them, their lives, right? They don't have the coordination. So it's just tapping those different parts of the brain. And strength training um, is the same thing, right? It's like, you have to, you have to microscopically inspect yourself, you know, but from a, from a, a muscle um, output level, right? Like in terms of strength and volume, all that stuff, but not in terms of the looks, unless you're bodybuilding, right, which is nothing yeah. wrong with that, but you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Mm-hmm.
1: I find that also, too, with my uh, career, I find that, um, and, and luckily for us, my, my Pilates studio, we make curriculums and lesson plans, so there are things that, that are in yeah. our progressional classes that we three instructors so it, it it keeps everyone consistent within the class frames um, so that way someone's coming in they already know what they have to teach things like that and then there's other classes that we get to have a little bit more creativity within as well so I always make sure that you know before I go about teaching those classes i am already got my music set up like I'm not trying to second guess anything like everything is clear and defined and I've got a purpose and intention to the classes ahead of time and thinking of When I am creating my classes, you know, who is in my class that is usually there consistently so that way I can attain to their um, health goals. So, whether they're dealing with a bunged up hip or their calves are bothersome, or sometimes I do things very seasonally, right? So, when we're transitioning, for example, from winter to spring or spring to summer, right, it's shoes are changing, right? So, the way that your feet are working is very different. So, I always uh, approach uh, the way 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 I teach my classes on my warm up yeah so the way yeah. that you approach your warm-ups and cool downs can play a really big role so that way again you're not just you know mindlessly just picking the same warm-up every time but you look like you have intent and purpose of every time you're in class you're like oh wow she really thought about the fact that we're all changing shoes so now my feet are feeling really messed up or now I'm getting more shin splints because now I'm walking on cement with different shoes than when I was walking in winter yeah. no yeah. right so there's yep. 100%, those little 100%. things those things those things play such a huge role and huge um and every yeah and every time I do those things with them and we finish the class we're like wow I didn't realize how brutal that was and so I thank you for well, you know, changing that yeah. for me because now I'm going to focus on doing that
0: mm-hmm. people need to stop accepting like um orthotics as a permanent thing as part of their life unless they are severely disabled like you know you can strengthen that from the feet like my ankles hurt all the time now because you know when I didn't have kids and I was teaching full-time my ankles are really strong, right? Um, like, you know, waves and a lot of things like that, which someone my size and height usually can't do. I was really, really good at because I'm super, especially from like slab dancing because you have to move so fast, right? So now for me, I definitely don't follow very often, unless it's like bachata because I'm like, I'm going to fuck up my knees and it's going to really hurt. Um, so it's like, yeah. It's, it's knowing that and making sure like don't let yourself fall back and lost there should be a a basic minimum ability of what your your progression and age is based on what your physical output is which you can you can understand right like osteoporosis arthritis all these different things they're preventable for the most part you know and and diet and just basic exercise so it's like you know if you're going to do it if you're going to do a chair weight class you're better off doing an aqua bit class right? If you're a senior at the end of the day, right? And if you're, you're, you're all better off in the beginning with a, a Pilates class than even in, uh, over yoga, because you don't necessarily have the balance and strength in those deep core muscles to stretch in a way that may be effective that can cause injury. So it's like knowing where you have to start those pinpoints and not having shame if you have to move into something else for a little while, or um, you, yeah, you know, I find like a lot of people, like I said, get so attached to like an image of like, they saw cool advertising, they really want to do that. And they, they think that they failed if they're not doing that specific thing. Um, and I, I don't think that's, I'm like, if you study like humans and how we live for centuries, we're never like, oh my gosh, I am 7% body fat. Oh, disgusting, must've been eating cookies all Christmas. Well, must've, yeah, well, been. Well, well, must've been, they have not live like that, right? So like, it's good that we have all these sciences and we can check all these things out, but check your blood work, check all those things. Stop accepting, like, I'm not saying it always is, but for most time diabetes is preventable and reversible, right? So it's mm-hmm. like, those things are all possible for you. And I feel like people just feel like they always have to be in pain because that's what they've always known. And they're like, oh, I can never have that flexibility. I can never have that cardio strength. And I, I don't think that's true. I think even if you're severely disabled, you'd be surprised what your body can do. Oh, it's amazing. Because just love on it. Give it a chance, you know?
1: Absolutely. It's it, there. Yeah, you're never too old to change something about your body. Like if it's, yeah, like you said, you're 70 years old and you feel like you're you know, you're, you're retired and now you don't have to do anything. It's like, but that's just going to make your body age more. And you're going to feel it. Everything feels worse. So it's like, you know, find activities that you love doing, but making sure you feel good while you're doing them. So that way you can age gracefully and you feel good doing all the things that you're wanting to do. Um, so that way you don't have to deal with the the aches and pains that all of a sudden show up really fast as soon as you retire.
0: Also, I must say this, like okay, so. Male lead dancers in Latin West Coast Swing, like West Coast Swing, they're typically like skinnier guys. They're um, usually taller than Latin dancers. Um, I'd say about average height of a ballroom dancer. Um, in terms of like body mass, and muscle mass, a Latin, Latin dancers generally more, not as much as. The, uh, yeah, they're more than a West Coast Swing dancer, more than a ballroom dancer, uh but obviously. uh well, most part four. in some ways, they're a little bit less. It depends There's so many categories of dance. But um, my point is, is like, you know, a Latin dancer, a, a male, let's say he is, you know, from those cultures, for example, and he's like five something, five two. I mean, when he's throwing up a girl above his head and all around his body, he's 130 pounds. Like, let's say 110, 140 pounds. And he's they don't not have chiseled muscles most of the time. OK, so it's like imagine putting them into a strength sport. Strength so once again, strength is not always visible you know what i mean like there's definitely a lot more mm-hmm. heavyweight girls and, and and leaner girls that are a hell of a lot stronger than me right so it's yeah you know it's 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 a huge price at this point but i'm just saying going back to that is like they're not a step down and people need to see those other categories as super relevant to strength training mm-hmm. super relevant yes and they should add that in I love that when people do those challenges and maybe like a football player goes to ballet class, I get so much case out of them just suffering the whole way through. Like, ah, oh ah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. That's
1: lovely. It's like, oh
0: my God, they didn't have no idea how hard dancers work. It's amazing. Yeah. Hilda, one of our athletes, uh, she did a little video there. She was at a competition helping host a record or something. I can't remember. Um, and she was getting the male strength athletes to learn pole. And it was, it was hilarious. Just watching them trying to get up and I'm like, oh yeah, you think you're stuck? Climb on the pole, monkey. try to hold your body up there i thought you worked out i thought you got abs no i don't i'm a strong man i'm just kidding i'm just kidding oh triggers triggers everywhere everyone relax okay so including (laughs) because uh she got that booty. she can attend to my booty's sleeping that's that's just me (laughs) (laughs) um last but not least um nutrition how you train and prepare like i said i know you have a coach but um I mean, obviously there's a reason to ride. And like I said, keep in mind, some people don't know the different bodybuilding categories that are out there and realistic diets and training and what commitment it would look like for those different categories. So because you dippity dabbity dabbly do in that as well as bodies, give us some uh, perspective on that. Yeah. uh, Absolutely.
1: So first of all, you know, it's, you know, eat foods that, work well with your body so you know don't force yourself to eat something that you know maybe you're a little sensitive or highly allergic to right like clearly let your coach know if you're the one that's creating your own meal plans don't yeah. don't force yourself eating things that are not going to work with your body because you got to digest that shit and it's not going to work out well and everybody's uh, <laughs> just going to fight I against have you stories,
0: man. <laughs> oh, i can not imagine <laughs> I, like my body cannot take alternative proteins and i went hard on beans one day and it didn't, like, I couldn't even, like, get it all the way through my stomach. I was like, I gotta go bathroom. I gotta get this out because this is, I'm gonna be suffering for days. And it did then. <laughs> I'm like, ah, uh, yes, this is, this I had, like, stomach pains, like, as if yeah. I had actually worked out my stomach. I was like, same with cheese. It's like, there's certain things that are just not worth the taste. No,
1: definitely <laughs> no. not. And uh, so, yeah, and then in terms of, like, just keeping myself on track, so, I'm a, I'm busy constantly with teaching and, you know, going back and forth, between places. And I mean, most people are too. So it's more so that this piece (laughs) can be helpful for anyone, athlete or non athlete, but prepping your food. Like it doesn't have to be meals. Like I will cook a bunch of chicken and just throw in the, you know, bake it up, throw some fish, bake it up, cook my main starchy vegetables. And I want to eat that week. You know, maybe it's rice, maybe it's potatoes. Maybe I got whatever. because i'm also measuring foods and because i'm two weeks out right so things are a little more particular so i will pre-cut my vegetables have them weighted so that way when i'm setting up my meals for the next day they're ready to go i'm not having to like think so hard on like okay what foods do i have to put together it's already there and i could just put it in my fry pan throw it in and then be ready to go for the day i find that's probably the most easiest and it you could take away some of that brain power that for right now that my brain is you know a little bit needing some extra calories <laughs> but we're, we're almost there <laughs> so if i can take less uh, decisions out of my day by just getting my food in the fridge and it's prepped and ready to go it...
0: uh, are you there like, uh, yeah and in terms of like within like i'm there i'm there
1: can you hear me yeah <laughs> oh, okay yeah. <laughs> oh, okay oh, I see what you mean <laughs> I
0: was like no I'm here Hello, I'm here Adele um also it sounded oh. like you were saying police cases and that's why I've been laughing it's like you're like I'm busy I've been busy with police cases <laughs> oh you're <T-rex>, right <how laughs> <laughs> from the Jurassic Park door anyways <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> continue then,
1: yeah uh and then yeah during my like in the season of getting ready for shows like I usually just stick with meal plans because again less decisions some people will will stick with like macro tracking until closer to the stage day or whatever but I find that again when you're having to like plus or minus a bunch of different numbers here and there again it's just a lot of thought in your brain that you don't really need if yeah. you just made meal plans and you already know what you like um in terms yeah. of like a yeah. And in terms of like improvement season, then you have a little more freedom because you're not having to make sure that you're you're tight and ready to go. You can, you know, you can be more adaptable to like going to a restaurant if you're, you know, wanting to eat something there and you know, you don't have to feel like you have to hold back or that you can't go because you're close to a show. You know, you can you can play around with different foods that way and and being able to be adaptable that way.
0: I want to add to what you're saying, That's okay So yeah. I these are my pro tips is like you get to point of memorization. Memorization is a beautiful thing, especially if you're like me and you're neurodiverse and your brain can go a million miles a minute. Um, is keep, like you said, keep it simple, keep it repetitive. Don't underestimate the power of sauces, okay? This might be the inner Asian in me. It's a panda thing, but I grew up with a lot of different sauces, okay? And all I can say is sauces make the world different, and spices. Obviously, um, I'm, you know, sponsored, I uh, work with Supplement King. So you guys, I highly recommend you check out um, Flavor God, like no sugar seasonings and the sauces, no sugar and add that into there because you can still have the taste to taste. Um, and there's ways, right? It's like using Greek yogurt and making that into honey honeydill sauce, right? Versus so those little things where you don't have to do, go too crazy. Like honestly, even when I was single and I was bodybuilding for a kid, like it was extremely overwhelming having, remember all these recipes and do it all the time. And it's just not, it's not worth it for the extra time. And you know, you don't need to spend money on all these meal prep programs and plans. Like I'm a mom. I meal prep once, twice a week. And that's it. I hate doing dishes. I don't have a dishwasher. I just hate dishes. So it's like, I don't want to do dishes like other than like the place to eat on. I want to do that more than like three times a week at the most. Okay. So Mm -hmm. it's like, it's in the fridge and like you said the nice thing is if you have all your proteins cooked up um and your carbs you can add different sauces you can mix different vegetables in and, and and if you have potatoes in the fridge and and rice for example right um and sweet potatoes and you have the chicken you can add those things into different right and then there you go you switched it out and it doesn't have to, have to be a big container because how much i eat depends on like the days i lift versus the days i don't lift right um so like the container thing doesn't work. I also don't have a super huge fridge and like kids like variety. So for me, it's like, it's in a bunch of bowls. So if the kids want something, they can go in and look and, and take out of that in point, which teaches them about like ownership of their own self and, and healthy choices and, and education about food. Um, and it just makes things super, super simple. Um, and the next thing is if you midweek, decide you know like you've done meal prep buddy. so i want to change something if your main's already in there it's really easy to do that right it's easy to add in or, or other things to that and take away so um and it's important to have like you know follow the whole thing To me you know carbs turn in sugar starts so with like low sugar don't worry about fat as long as you're following mostly high protein you're going to be saturated fat fat uh, no, i'm trying to satiation that's, that's a weird word Thank you. (laughs) I don't say it often, (laughs) say say, say, say everything with a British or French accent and it will come out. Right. Um, Works. Um, but yeah, no, if you're, you sashay, you know, I'm a dancer. When, um, then if you're eating enough protein, you won't crave all these sugar. And if you're sleeping properly, you're not going to get the sugar cravings midday and all the caffeine. So it really boils back to those basics, high protein, lots of sleep, lots of water, healthy vitamins. You're good. You cover that. That's actually huge. Um, and also, if you're eating and you're exercising properly, you won't crave bad foods too, because you, you're getting those chemical releases, right? Like dopamine and everything else. You don't like, um, oh, I hate my life, I hate my Want to eat like a pound of cookies? And yeah. just don't buy it. I mean, honestly, I don't have that kind of stuff in my house, so like, I don't get a craving for it. And then if I odd time just want to have a fatty moment, I know that's a bad word, but I say that with pride. I mean, pandas have got a round belly for a reason. There ain't no shame. Um, you know, then I go and get my stuff with a snacky snack. And then you say, I don't feel too great. Um, so I don't need a ton of it. Cause then I don't feel too great after. But my point is, I don't have shame. Like, you know, I just, I focus on how your body feels when you're eating certain things, but yeah, like, so recipe books, like a lot of things I see from fitness influencers are a fan-fucking-tastic idea. If you live with your mom and you have no life and all you do is work out and cook. Cool. <laughs> yeah, right. I'm past like five ingredients. I'm like, calm the fuck down. That is way too, <laughs> much, way too much thinking. That's too much math. I just can't do it. You know? <laughs> I used to weigh my food back in the day. But like you said, it's a bodybuilding it depends what like, category and as you're getting closer to nothing, those things are bad and do them all. I'm just saying like, don't hyper obsess. Like, like you said, reserve your brain energy for the things that matter. Do not add extra things you don't need to do. Like Even the days I like, cook and clean, like there, there's a sketch, you know? And I don't deviate from that sketch because otherwise I get stressed and confused and lost and start doing dumb things and I get off track. So I'm kind of ritualistic about it. It's like my religion. I only them my on Tuesdays and Thursdays, damn it. Don't you kids put any dirt on the floor on Wednesday or Monday. Just turned into a military mom, not even on purpose. Just, <laughs> I have to work out. I need to eat at six, otherwise I will not be digested in time for work. I don't know what it's when I am squatting. Okay. <laughs> All the single that people, traumatized. Yeah, they're like, "What's happening? What are you saying? What's going on?" I'm like, "You will find out someday, my friend. You will know. It'll happen to you. Just to watch. <laughs> Make sure you do it with someone you love, and are married to That is your boo and your best friend, and who will love and take care of you." And bring the best out of you every day, everywhere. No matter what you say, it'll be okay. You know your mom, when you like rap and sing randomly, so it all is poetic and rhyme. <laughs> <laughs> yes. In closing, in closing, what are your five tips? I mean, obviously we're spring people like, who oh, okay, camp time. You know? They they wanna they wanna date, they wanna be a part of life and they still wanna train, but uh it's they're trying to find the balance, right? The keyword is balance, yeah. structure, plans, exactly. tips, go. Tips
1: for, yeah, getting themselves working out for the summer. I find that um, finding something, first of all, that you love doing, and especially coming summertime, finding something outdoors to something to do that you love to, because if you feel like you have to hold yourself inside a building, forcing yourself to do workout you're not going to want to go there every time it's going to be not so fun so you know especially for the summertime find something you love enjoy doing outside so whether it be walking gardening maybe it's with a friend that you go out for a walk with um i find those really helpful to making sure you can keep yourself healthy and attainable that way um another option i would say is you know try to do it with your family like you know if you feel like you're you have no time but you want to be able to fit that in you know being able to stack different things in your life so maybe you're taking your kids to the park because Mm. they want to go play right so what can you do at the park to do kind of a bit of a workout with them right can you maybe chase them around for like every 20 seconds and then you have to take like a 30 second breather right so you can make it kind of interval training or maybe Mm -hmm. you're able to do like slight uh, like assisted pull-ups at the bar with the monkey bars or you know finding different fun ways to be able to interact with your kids or family members so that way not only are you getting movement but they're getting movement as well because I find oftentimes when you're visiting whether it be aunts uncles nephews you know all those things you you tend to visit in a, a sitting environment you got food in front of you which is also great too nothing wrong with that either but if that's always the things you do, and
0: enjoy, I agree. I you know what you
1: You can make it more fun and more interactive, and be able mm-hmm. to be making the kids have a fun time. Because I know that with my three nephews that are now kicking around, and I am so happy they are because I'm that fun aunt that goes plays with them downstairs in the basement when I go visit them, and I'm always moving with them and enjoying it because. Otherwise if they weren't around, most of my other family members, they just like to sit and, and lay down, which is fine too, you know. But I like, I it. I like okay.
0: yeah. but you I love inter- it.
1: Yeah, I love interacting with movement and talking to people through movement rather than just plopping on your butt and then by the end of it your butt's sore and now something hurts and now you can't get up because your low back hurts. And it's like, well that's a little weird. <laughs>
0: I personally think um, I've never been attracted to that type of family setting. I mean, if I don't go to people's houses and parties because I don't drink, I don't want to sit in my ass and waste time eating food, having shitty small talk conversation that doesn't lead me anywhere. and gives me a headache because everyone's so loud, or their perfume bothers my ears. Just, like, it's just not my thing. And honestly, like everybody who has ever met me or involved in my life, I always like start talking about nutrition and health and fitness and try to get them involved. And I'm like, you want to hang with me? You got to, I'm not going to cancel my workouts to start them late. you know, and, uh, like, you know, if you show up late or you cancel last minute, I mean, you're being a weirdo, but then I'm just like, why? Because like the way I look at it, like for my kids at the park, it's like, mm, you know, you could push a stroller, You can pull away. And that's, that's hard. It's a workout, um, especially when you're going distances and you can start, like, you can have certain days a week where you go longer distance. You can also just do, like you said, you can go to the park three times a day instead of four. So you have short walks, and then you can motivate yourself to go to a farther park each time, but walk there, like, uh, like walk there, like just you don't need to rely on a vehicle like even in the winter like walk and you know what I mean like like you said not just stack but also like fit it in it's like walk with my kid before he goes to bed before I go to bed um and just get that fresh air and it helps him relax right instead of flop in front of the tv to help people to sleep right so yeah it's all of those things um but yeah and I want my kids to work out with me but when I work at night that's my time but if they want to work out during the day I'll flop in and show them a work, work 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 out with them because personally like I like to, like I said, I like to work it on my own, but I consider all those physical things we do, like when they play sports, teaching them, coaching them, being on the field, nothing on the sidelines, but actually participating, like before having kids, I was like, that's, what I want to be an active parent, I want to be an actively engaged parent, you know, um, and it's always surprising to people, like, oh, you're going to swim, I'm like, yeah. You know, oh, I, I'm getting, I'm annoyed with my kid already. I'm going to make their grandma take the next time. I'm like, that's, that's the problem. I mean, most kids are upset and have all these problems that they have and they develop in their seniors because their parents simply didn't play with them. Like, I'm telling you, that is so underrated. Like kids' literacy, physical literacy has gone down so much because all of the parents are working they're it's busy. So it's like, yeah, like you said, spend time with the family and find ways that you can, you can get a outside dartboard. You can do all these things that involve small movements, like bouncing a, a ball off a trampoline, those things you can buy. It doesn't have to be crazy. A badminton's bracket that or that you know what I mean that you just pull out and it's like clips into things we have one of those um yeah I don't know get on the trampoline with them right like yeah. and just always wear yoga wear be prepared for battle at any time Prepare for workout I've, I haven't worn jeans in like seven years like I've always been like leggings I'm like let's do this go yeah. I have my morning leggings and my evening leggings <laughs> leggings all around yeah and, it,
1: and it's something that's so encouraging to get your body moving better like you know I teach a lot of you know, new grandmas, right? So their, their goal when they're coming to their Pilates classes is I want to be able to keep up with my grandkids, you know? So it's like, okay, so, you know, they understand they're coming in to improve their mobility and things like that. And so it's, you know, if you're not practicing those things with the kids, how, what, what's the point of you trying to improve your mobility here in the studio, if you're not going to apply it to play with the kids right even if you're not able to do all the things with them exactly you know make the effort yeah. so that way they feel like you're trying to be included with them or they're going to be included with you with whatever you're doing in the, you
0: know all the grandma life. i know in my area that are super fit and they're like 70 80 like old um golden girls older than the golden girls um all of them it's because they were active in their life and they weren't gym rats they weren't lifting crazy weights but they bike they walk you know they jog They just did the simple swimming you know just going camping. Um, just being active in the day-to-day walking a dog and, and that's I mean they're not super muscular they're not uh uh chiseled abs like they're just they're just slim you know yeah. that's what I'm trying to say so their cardiovascular health is good they don't have diabetes don't have high cholesterol like they're not walking with a cane yeah. and that's what I'm trying to say is ageism crap Of like we well, just get old and I'm like that's just an excuse you know it's like love yourself love your cranky enough to want to be healthy I think that's amazing I don't mm-hmm. know there's something really beautiful about that. You don't have to be an old Baba sitting in a chair with a white curly hair and a cane.
1: Yeah, and I found that, you know, and I found that more encouraging for myself because I know that my grandparents, they were, um, you know, not ones that really did a whole lot with me necessarily. So it was something that, you know, when I go about admiring other grandmas, you know, trying to do that for their kids, I make sure that I'm so encouraging to making sure that they are still keeping up with them. Or if they are feeling like they're lacking behind, you know, how can I help them improve? What body part are they, you know, suffering with? And how can they get them to feel better? And what things at home can they work on before the next time they come into Mm -hmm. class? So that way, they can feel like they're, they're being taken care of by me.
0: My uh, son's grandparents didn't take care of their health and they are very limited on what they do. They mm-hmm. couldn't come to the beach with us. They couldn't get off the ground and uh, stay in the water and they, you know, struggle to drive because of pain. And that's upsetting to me because my, you know, those are their grandkids. I want to spend time with them. Um, and my kids have very limited visits with them. Cause I don't want them playing inside the house too much or watching TV. I want to make sure they get their daily minimum to me for kids is minimum three to four hours. And that sounds crazy. But it's not. When I was a kid, I was out like six, seven hours a day. Especially oh, yeah. in the summer, school. like literally all day. And I came home to eat and play toys for a little bit. And I'd be freaking bored and run outside. And we still had video games when I was a kid, right? We had Nintendo, um, Sega Genesis. So we still had stuff. We still computers. were just starting to come out, but you know, we still had stuff. But yeah, it was get out of the house. And we need to go back to get out of the house and enjoy life. Like everything is better. Vitamin C, boosts your mood. Everything's better outside. Like just get out of your house, move, go live. I don't know. Get off your phone. Stop walking around parks with your phone. Yeah. staring at your phone that's that's not good for your mental health no. um it's not nice in your data bill. just don't do it I don't know <laughs> you're missing out why did you come to a park like I got I, I will throw a phone I'm like do not give my kids phones in the vehicle they can look out the window they that's don't true. need to be stimulated all the damn time like you know what I mean it's enough as a nap my kid has yeah. scheduled times on his tablet and the rest of the time I'm like go outside. as soon as they're outside they forget about it as soon as you're outside you forget about it being a workout you know what I mean
1: yeah. Or
0: even just understanding
1: the neighborhood. Right. If you're, you know, driving to a place like they should understand how they're getting from home to school and what houses they pass by, what cars do they always see? And yeah, yeah, yeah. they see yeah. the same neighborhood walking their dogs, you know, like all those things are really important information for them to understand so that way they can recognize people or understand how, you know, how does traffic work? You know, all those things are really important.
0: With the, the science is there you know we have the research and the data if they don't learn this in the younger years it's very difficult for them to be healthy fit adults regardless mm-hmm. of weight you know getting those habits older is much harder so yeah I mean people always talk about all my kids are super fit and crazy you know energetic boys and I'm like it's exhausting but then I have the peace of mind knowing that my kids um, are going to be healthy for their long-term life and that will benefit them in the other areas of life. so anywho, with that thank you for being on our show today we love having you if you want to connect with Dez, obviously, you can find her on a Facebook group. Um, she's amazing. And our, it's just like rocking her merch of the day. If you want to get a hookup with merch, ask her all about that. If you want to join a team with Brandon Bassas, we would have